Blog Talk Radio. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Make me to lie down in green pastures. Leave me beside the waters of rest. Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survival Radio. It's the uh, 19th day of February, 2019, broadcasting today from North Central, <clears throat> West Virginia. We're going today into Revelation chapter 21. We just left uh, chapter 20, talking about the great white throne judgment, the judgment of Almighty God. Today we're going to talk about the new heavens, the new heaven, and the new earth. New heaven and new earth. But before we do, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord, to anoint your word today. Lord, you said it go forth and do what you sent it to do. Your word, the only lifeline in the world, Father, that uh, for the most part, Lord, is it, Lord is antichrist and dying but we ask you lord in jesus name that you would uh, move today that you would touch hearts and minds that you'd be stored and heal and deliver that you'd open our blinded eyes god that we'd see who you are and what you are as you re- is revealed in your word lord give us wisdom today that you said only comes from you you said call on you and ask you, and you will show us things that we know not. We ask you today in Jesus' name that you completely be involved in this thing, Lord. We can't do it without you. We'll never fail to give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Revelation 21, the new heaven, the new earth, new where Jerusalem. This is after the white throne judgment. This is uh, pointing towards eternity forever. The uh, total metamorphosis after God pouring out his spirit, his wrath, his judgment, his vows, the woes. And now we see a picture of God setting up in this area in which we live, this earth, a new heaven and a new earth. Let's read the first couple of verses there, Revelation 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So basically what we have here is a new planet, completely renewed the great change here is we see that there's no more sea. Now that got to change some things. The great bodies of waters that uh, 
that separate continents today will be no more. There'll be uh, a lot more land mass. I would say that uh, climate as we know it will certainly be changed. Um, The heavenly bodies, pardon me, um, there'll be no need probably for the moon and the sun. I would say, uh, and I believe the Bible teaches, there'll be no night there. Uh, Eternal beings will have no need for sleep. There'll be no nocturnal beings anymore. So it's going to be a complete change. Uh, It means a uh, freshness, a newness. Um the new car smell, so to speak, uh, which will never grow old. See, it's it's it it it, it is eternity. It's eternal. The the books have been shut. The, all the judgments have been given, and now those that are here, those that have accepted Christ, will live eternally with Jesus Christ as being Lord of all the earth. There will be no more sin, no more sickness, no more pain, no more death, no more sorrow. And this earth will remain. We won't have to worry about uh, greenhouse gases and uh, all these um, fears that people have in their minds and their hearts. People preserve, try to preserve this, this, this earth, but the Bible says, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we, we have to do, do, you know, use wisdom about things, but I think people take it to extremes. But um, but at this particular time, everything will be preserved by the power and by the Spirit of God. He said, not by power, not by might, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. So talking about certainly a new age, but not in the definition by which it is uh, spoken about today. A new time, a new heaven, and a new earth. And this earth will remain, and it will be fresh forever, because why? Why? Because sin has been completely removed. The power and the curse of the fall has been eradicated. No more demonic influence. We never hear the scripture again, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and wickedness in high places, because the war's over. The accuser of the brethren, the resistor, the rebel, that 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 old dragon, that, that serpent, Satan, Beelzebub, whatever name name you choose to equate to him this morning, is gone. It's gone because it says in chapter 20, verse 10, and the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they shall be tormented day and night forever. So there's a finality to this thing as far as those entities are concerned, but now we're looking at complete newness. Can we wrap our mind around this today? Can we... Look around the world we're living in and the chaos and the situations and the problems. And Can this possibly happen? Yes, because the Word of God says it will. It can and it will happen. This is prophecy. This is future 
events. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24, 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, Jesus said, but my words shall never, ever pass away. Second Peter three thirteen. nevertheless, we, according to his promise, for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Isaiah 65, 17, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come to mind. Wow, that's something right there. Uh, there'll be no remembrance. There'll be no torment of our past and past situations and past circumstances. All that stuff's going to be wiped away. The tears, the sorrow, the pain, gone, 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 gone. Huh? New life in Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A, a, a newness that we have never experienced before. In Isaiah 66, 22, For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, saith Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, we, we see those who by faith have already received this, see, calling those things that are not as though they were. For we walk by faith and not by sight. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he is a rewarder of those that seek him with diligence. So in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. Listen now. But seeing them afar off and persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. The mentality of the saint of God is this is a temporal place. Notice it says they hadn't received the promise yet. Yet they died in the faith. How important that is. To die in the faith, Paul wrote the letter to Timothy. He said, "He said, he said, I've run my race. I've kept the faith. Now it, it's time for me to be offered the assurance that Paul had, the same assurance that me and you can have today that we are going somewhere outside of the realm of this so-called planet. Now there's something new on the horizon. This is called the blessed hope provided by Jesus Christ." It says that having seen them far, far off and persuaded of them and embraced them, listen, and confessed they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, verse 14, Hebrews 11, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country other than this place. Verse 15, and truly if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, a better country that's a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared a city. The Bible says, Father Abraham, he was looking for a city whose builder and maker and foundation is God. He completely embraced the idea, which is a, 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 a truth that this place is temporal. We have no continuing city here. We are just passing through pilgrims, sojourners, nomads. Abraham was a nomad. He lived in tents. 
are ready to pull up stakes, always ready to uh, 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 expound his stakes and spread his stakes under the leading and the tutelage of the Spirit and the power of God. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 11, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What? The old earth. That's what's going to be dissolved, the old earth. In other words, if we have faith in what the Word of God says, it asks the question, what manner of persons ought we to be? In all holy conversation and godless, how should we conduct ourselves? <laughs> That's important, you know. It says, should we have our should our conversation be holy? Should we work towards godliness? And I, I, I use the word work. It's the word press, as Paul said, press towards the high mark of the high calling. He says in verse 12, 2 Peter chapter 3, looking for and hastening to the coming of the day of, the, of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, verse 13, we according to his promise look for new heavens and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. <clears throat> this should be a motivation. What manner of men are we to be? How should we be talking? How should we be acting? Should we have a testimony? Should we be pressing towards the high mark of the high calling? Should we be occupying until he comes? Should we be, be fulfilling the mandate of preaching this gospel that men desperately need? When I say men, I mean man, mankind, men, women, boys, and girls. Because people are lost. Well, people choose, you know, they, they you know, that they really don't have to choose the Bible, but they're going to be okay. No, I'm going to make a statement, and it's not popular, but if you don't choose Jesus Christ, if you don't accept His finished work, then you're lost. Let's narrow mind and let's know that's what the Bible says. For Jesus said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life and no man comes into the Father except it be through me. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 7 says, but the heavens and the earth which are now, <coughs> pardon me, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So we might not see fire per se. Well, of course, we do in areas in the world. But there's coming a day when everything's going to be renovated and purged and renewed. Second Peter chapter three, verse eight. But beloved, be not eager of this one thing that one day is with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Listen. The Lord is not slack, Second Peter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, 
but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So the plan of God is going to be called, uh, carried out to the T as he is ordained, as he has said in prophecy in the word of God. So the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there was no more sea. The first heaven and first earth was the first heaven and first earth that was mired by sin. And it's going to pass from one condition, a fall, to another condition, complete righteousness in Jesus Christ. And there's no more sea. We said before, that's going to be significant. In other words, all the giant oceans, Atlantic, Pacific, I think there's seven of them, uh, are going to be gone. Most likely, there'll be lakes and streams and water supplies. But there's going to be more uh, terra, more earth to, I would say, house the great the great population this time. This is going to be something. I mean, this is going to be something. Eternity established is going to be something. And this is the promise of of, uh, of those that have accepted Jesus Christ. That's why we need to be patient, to be faithful, to be persistent in our faith, to be rooted and grounded, not to be double-minded, not to put our hand to the plow and look back because God's people are going somewhere. Those that have accepted Jesus Christ are going somewhere. This is not our final resting place. As I said before, Abraham said he had no continuing city. He was looking for a city. He was builder and maker and foundation. Is God. This is all God. And verse 2 says, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So what we see here is the effect of God will change his headquarters from heaven to earth. And the bride adorned for her husband is those, uh, uh, proclaims the uh, home that's going to be eternal for the redeemed of the Lord, where the redeemed will, will dwell forever we're talking about eternity. There's two what Jerusalem's named in the scriptures. The place where God put his name. And it will, will always be, but here we're talking about a new one. A new one. Hebrews 12.22 says, But ye come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and an innumerable company of angels. John 14, verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And, I, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Now, what makes this new heaven and new earth is, uh, grand is the fact the presence of the Lord will be there. And where the presence of the Lord is, the Bible declares there's liberty. He makes this his glory and his power. There'll be no night. There'll be no need for the the sun 
because the S-O-N will provide the light. So Jesus said, don't be troubled. I'm preparing you a place. And here we see it moving down and taking over the old and everything becomes new. The book of Galatians chapter 4 verse 26. But Jerusalem which is above is free. Which is the mother of us all. Hebrews 11.10. For he looked for a city which hath foundation. Whose builder and maker is God. Talking about Abraham. Revelation chapter 3 verse 12. Him that overcometh I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. He shall go out. Go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. See the newness? Wow. Behold, I make all things new. We're going to talk about that. In Isaiah 61, verse 10 I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, and as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. See, Paul talked about husbands and wives, and of course that, that elevated to Christ and his church. The bride and the husband the groom and the bride, the connection, the marriage. We talk about the marriage supper of the Lamb. The thousand years have been the honeymoon period now. And now the great right throne is taking place, and now eternity forever will be established by God Almighty. This is what's going to happen. We can't afford to miss this. The Bible says, what would you give in exchange for your soul? Do you want to really give this up? In Revelation, Revelation 20, verse 15, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. See, that's the end result. That's the second death. But if you accept Christ, then you're headed for this new heaven and new earth, new Jerusalem. Think on these things, the Bible says. Meditate upon these things, and that will keep you in perfect peace. These words give us hope. In a world that is certainly influenced by the powers of darkness. See, all that's going to come to an end. So what do we do in the meantime? We preach the gospel. We go in the highways and the byways. We compel them to come in. We occupy until he comes. We keep the faith. We work toward not being double-minded and unstable. We work under the spirit of unity in the body of Christ, because the three-strand accord cannot be broken. Boss of the house divided won't stand. That's why we need to see eye to eye on the word of God upon the doctrine of Jesus Christ. So the newness coming, a new city, a new earth, a new heaven. Next time we're going to talk about the era, what, what, what's going to happen, what's going to be established in this new heaven and new earth. 
And according to the word of God, it's going to be glorious. Do you know him today? Please don't turn him away. It's what this is all about. Is knowing Jesus Christ. Paul said that I might know him. The power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering. So once, so once again, if you don't know him, confess with your mouth. If you've grown cold in him, ask him to renew you, refire you, regenerate you. The old revival meetings were who wants to rededicate, be renewed. So confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty raised him from the dead, which was the plan of God. Call upon his name today. You'll be saved. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you, the word of God says. Come unto me, ye that are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is the promise. Say, if you accept Jesus Christ, many out there need rest from, from, from chaos in their own personal lives and surrounded by chaos or whatever it might be. For Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. By his stripes you're healed. He chastised for your peace of mind and bruised for your iniquities. He paid the total price of the cross. You say, you say this every time. It, it, it bears repeating because it's the truth. And this truth will set you free. Let every man be a liar. Let God be the truth. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you today, Lord, that we have a future in you. Now, Lord, you know every individual that's going to hear this uh, teaching today, Lord, this broadcast, and we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you deal accordingly. You see, every situation, Lord, is different. And we ask you to minister, get involved in their lives as they allow you to do such. Change minds, change hearts, save souls, heal those chronic illnesses and any illness because you're touched with our infirmities. Heal the mind, heal the soul and the body as we cast all our cares upon you today. And Lord, we denounce all evil and we humble ourselves before you because you said in due time, we will be exalted. And we thank you for your spirit and for your power and for your word, which gives us hope and light today. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen. And a God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.